Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. It's Lydia here for this week's podcast, and I couldn't be more excited about our special guest today and what she has to share. It is powerful. But before we dive into today's chat, I wanted to share something with you. The past few weeks, I have been through a roller coaster of emotions with everything that's going on in our world right now. What I keep going back to over and over is that I really need to be praying more and more intentionally and regularly. Some things around us right now are out of our control. And I have found that the days that I'm praying throughout my day, inviting Jesus into my fears, my discontentment, and my need for peace in my heart, He shows up every single time. So I wanna encourage you to join Kayla and I in committing to pray daily over our country, our home state of Illinois, those who are going through deep hardships financially, physically, and mentally, and for the peace of Jesus to flood every household for the next week of May 24th through 30th. We know that God's desire is that we would remain in Him during this time and not allow things like negative thinking and discontentment and pain pain to cloud our minds to the point that we've just become so overwhelmed that we're not inviting the peace and the joy that He wants to bring into our daily lives. I know personally that negative thinking has really been a struggle for me lately. And the way that I've been able to be content and joyful in this situation is to spend time with God in prayer, allowing Him to remind me of who He is, what His Word says, and asking Him what He's trying to teach me during this time. Again, we would love for you to join us in this week of prayer next week, May 24th through 30th. We're also going to be posting on our social media platforms some fun prompts to help guide you in your prayer time each day. So be on the lookout for those each day. Let's cultivate prayer together. Well, recently it was Mother's Day, and I am sure that many of you needed to come up with some unique ways to celebrate your moms this year. Some of you might have had picnic brunches or homemade cards. Really, all the creativity came out for this year's celebrations. You know, mothers play such a special role in each of our lives, and God continues to use mothers as a conduit to bring new life into the world, nurture and provide care and love, and ultimately have the opportunity to raise children in His ways. I've had the privilege of experiencing what it means to have Tracy Puentes as my mom. She is a true light in my life and someone who I believe God has used powerfully to model for me what a life following Jesus looks like. I wanna welcome my mom, Tracy Puentes, to the podcast today for the very first time. Welcome, mom. Hi, Lydia. Thank <laughs> you for having me. I'm almost emotional just thinking Aww. about how much I love you. So, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you could come and be a part of the podcast today. I know it's kind of a crazy time that we're living in, but it's so good to see you, and I'm super excited for today. Thank you. So, 
you know, now being your daughter, I know so much about you, but even though I know so much, our listeners probably do not unless they know you personally. So tell us a little bit about you. It could be a little bit about your family, our family, your career, hobbies, favorites, really anything that makes you, you. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, my husband is Tim of almost 36 years, and I am a mother to three daughters, one of them being Lydia, and I work as a legal assistant um, for a local law firm. Um, our firstborn, Lydia, as, as you know and hear from, is 23, and she is married to a wonderful man, uh, the son-in-law that we prayed for. And Lydia is a third grade teacher and a part-time employee at a bridal shop. Then we have Emma, who is 21 and living at home. She is a marketing content specialist and a photographer with her own business called Authentic Soul Photography. And finally, we have our daughter, Lucy, who is 16. She sings all the time. (laughs) She babysits (laughs) and she's a dancer at her high school. Uh, she dreams about becoming a mother above all else. Yeah, I love how you mentioned that. And I love that about Lucy. It's like crazy at a young age how we can see how each of us just has those things that stick out. And I love that already at the age of 16 that she already knows so much that she wants to be a mom one day. Mm-hmm. So that's so fitting for you to say for today's mm-hmm. topic. I love that. And I just wanted to stop too and just really acknowledge, um, you know, you've had so many different roles, I feel like, in terms of career path um, throughout the years, you know, whether it be staying at home or being in full-time ministry and, you know, now being back kind of in the um, legal assistant world. It's just so encouraging to me to hear the stories that you've shared over the years of the people you've had the opportunity to touch and impact on a daily basis. And I just love and admire so much just your ability every day to say, you know, here I am, Lord, use me today. And how do you want me to use what I have to bring and the encouragement and the love of Christ into whatever, you know, place that you're in, whether that's in a church or whether that's in the grocery store or whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, at the law office that you work at. I just, I love that posture of your heart. And I just feel like, you know, in the job role now myself, I can see how that kind of heart posture is so important in our Mm -hmm. careers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to see that God has a purpose in every day and that he wants to use us every single day, but, you know, he's gonna use us if our hearts and our eyes will just be open to the ways that he um, is providing right in front of our eyes mm-hmm. to use us or to pray for somebody. Um, it's just cool that he provides us those opportunities. And I love that you um, just have that heart every single day. That's like, God, I want to take advantage of these opportunities. You know, you yeah. place me here on purpose and I want to be used by you. So I just mm-hmm. think that's so great. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it is. It truly does give your life purpose mm-hmm. and meaning um, each day when you see God working and and you open yourself up to what he has for you each day. Yeah, it's cool. He's working working everywhere. I love it. You know, today we're gonna be talking about um, being a mother and cultivating motherhood. And, you know, every mother's journey to becoming a mother and having that role is very different. Um, Can you share with us, Mom, just a little bit about your journey to becoming a mom? Sure. Well, Tim and I were married at a very young age. I was 19 and he was 21. 
Uh, we moved from the Peoria area to Chicago, where my husband continued college. Um, and then before having our daughters, I worked in Chicago for 10 years while my husband worked and finished school. And then he took a job that moved us to California after that. Yeah, I know. I love hearing that story every single time. Can you share with us a little bit along those lines? You know, what was it like for you when you, after, you know, these years of being with dad and, you know, him going through school and this time of waiting and and now finally moving to California, you know, this time when you realized that you were pregnant with your first child. You know, I know that as women, you know, we feel all the emotions when change is coming into our lives. And it's exciting, but it also sometimes comes with things that we're nervous about or excited about in particular. So tell us a little bit about what it was like being pregnant with your first child and then some things maybe that you were nervous about or excited about in particular in that season. Sure. Well, after 11 years of marriage, we decided it was about time to start a family. Mm -hmm. And the church body that we were a part of at the time was filling up with new parents. And um, we had many young couples that were just starting their families. And we got pregnant right away. Um, But shortly after, we had lost the baby. Although I knew miscarriage was quite common, many people told us that, it was hard because we knew if we tried again, it could result in another loss. But as we held on to our faith and our trust in the Lord, we got pregnant again with you, Lydia. And so as we were raising you, we decided it was time to try for another one. But then again, it resulted in another miscarriage. Then after that miscarriage, we did try again, and that's when Emma was born. And then a few years later, Lucy was born. So there was disappointment, but it was a time of trusting God through those times to try again. And um, I was just so excited to have the opportunity to start a new heritage and raise our daughters in a Christian home. Yeah, I can say firsthand just what a blessing it is to have a mom whose mission is to raise her children up in the ways of the Lord. Um, I just believe that many women have that desire to nurture and love their children so that Mm. one day they can become hopefully warriors in the faith and You know, however, there are so many women, um, as you touched on in part of your story, struggling with things like infertility or waiting upon God as they've maybe gone through repeated miscarriages. And I I cannot personally imagine the the pain of that loss because I have not gone through it and I would never, you know, pretend or act like I understand that type of pain. But I love that you said that you held on to your faith and trusted Jesus with the fear that could so easily come after a loss. You know, I often find myself um, as well, just struggling with kind of that back and forth conversation that goes on in our heads over recognizing and being able to feel that emotion of fear. You know, God created our emotions Mm -hmm. and it's okay for us to like feel that for a minute, but we can't dwell on it in worry and allow that fear to rule our future Mm -hmm. and cause us to maybe miss out on all that God has for us because we chose to rest in the fear rather than resting in the one who's conquered fear on the cross for us. So thank you just so much for showing an example in my life of someone who chose faith over fear. I just can't imagine if, you know, after that first miscarriage, maybe you would have just allowed fear to creep into your heart and just 
you know, miss out on what God had for you in the future. And mm-hmm. so I just am so thankful that that you trusted God to providing. You just kept persevering in that. He does carry us through those hard times. Yeah, definitely. Many listeners, particularly those who might be in the season where maybe they have littles or maybe they're just beginning this journey of motherhood, they may be wondering about what you've learned as a mom throughout your 24 years. Can you share with us kind of an overview of your journey of motherhood? How did your role as a mother change throughout the years? And how did the relationships with your children change as you went through kind of those different stages of motherhood? Sure. Well, motherhood has been a wonderful and fulfilling calling for me. I I truly believe it is a calling. I absolutely love being a mother. Thankfully, the Lord has provided lots of grace. (laughs) I'm thankful for the humility that he's given me in the process. Parenting our three girls through different stages at the same time has been so sweet at times, and yet it's been very challenging. I was reflecting recently in preparation for this time of sharing with you and our listeners, and I was reminded of the block of time a few years ago when I was experiencing some personal issues that were consuming my emotions, and and I felt as if I was just coasting along as a mother. I remember literally getting through each day. And thinking about this brought back some emotions and feelings of not doing my best as a mother during that time. But the Lord then reminded me that it was okay and that this was a time He truly carried me. Mm. And as mothers, we may have these coasting times and that's okay. Whatever we lack in our parenting, he can complete. And it reminds me of Psalm 138.8, which says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. And as I guided my daughters through the nurturing, the interdependent and departure stage of parenting, I have tried to make sure I was reaching their hearts, most importantly. Yeah. From the first time I held their little hands to teach them the discipline of prayer when I laid them in their crib, to the day I became friends with mm-hmm. you, Lydia, and Emma um, as adults, I have cherished my journey of motherhood. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that we get to have this conversation together because it's just, it's so neat for me to see now just all the stages that we've been through. And even though I was a child in all mm-hmm. of these stages, it's just really neat to look back and just to know that that no matter what, you always nurtured our hearts in the best way that you could. And and I can honestly say as I look back that, you know, prayer was a huge part of that. And mm. we're gonna talk about that in a little bit here. But I just think that's so neat that throughout the years, you know, from the first time that you, you know, held our hands and modeled prayer for us to the day when, you know, we became friends now and mm-hmm. we're adults. It's just every single stage is beautiful and mm-hmm. different and hard in different ways, I'm sure, challenging in different ways, but so, so special. And I love what you shared. I'm just gonna say it again for our listeners because I feel like it is one of those lines that you will want to go to back over and over back to, um, especially if you're a mom. And it says, she said, whatever we lack, he, which is God, he can complete. What truth is in that mm. statement? I just mm. love that so much. Yeah, We need him constantly. 
So mom, what were some tools or resources that helped you learn how to parent your children God's way? You know, through each of those stages that you just kind of talked about, what are some tools or things that you found helpful? Well, when we were pregnant with you, Lydia, our church at the time, um, you've heard this before, was offering a parenting class that guided parents. And we had witnessed their parenting firsthand. And we saw that it was such a blessing how it was practiced. And after the class, I remember we felt so prepared to have a family um, because we saw it firsthand that it was working. And I was so thankful for the support of the other parents as we together practiced the parenting methods that we had learned. Um, So our children would actually grow in the grace of God through reaching their hearts. I, I tried to every day take the opportunity to reach my children's hearts. Just as Deuteronomy 11, 18 and 19 reads, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Early on, I remember taking every opportunity in my daily encounters as a mother to model Christ and to teach my children His ways. That verse is so powerful for parents to to cling to and be encouraged by. It just makes me think too, because I know a lot of our listeners, you know, might not be parents yet. Mm-hmm. And they might be thinking forward to, you know, what kind of parent do I want to be? And, and maybe they're hopeful to be a parent one day. And it just makes me think about, you know, for those of us who are coming along next in as parents, how can we expect our children to grow in the ways of the Lord if we're not continuing to grow mm-hmm. in the ways of the Lord? I just feel like that's a really good heart check. You know, that modeling you talked about is so, so important. And I believe that children, they recognize it. They Mm. see it. They're at that age where they're so observant, right? Yeah. And I just remember even from a young age, experiencing what it was like for you and dad to fold my hands and teach me to pray Mm -hmm. or watching the way that you two would spend time with the Lord. And as a teacher, even now, you know, a big term in education is modeling things Mm -hmm. for students. And sometimes as a teacher, we are modeling a strategy where we literally show our students exactly what something looks like, sounds like, feels like, you know, to be a fluent reader or even... Mm -hmm. you know, things with social, emotional, you know, to be a kind friend. And in the same way, as you said, parents, they need to model for their children what the life of someone serving Jesus looks like. And so I just agree that that's so, so important. And it's crazy that even though I was at such a young age, I still, um, some of those things were still ingrained in me. And I look Mm -hmm. back now and I see that what you were doing was modeling that for me so that it just became a normal flow of my life. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what it means to follow Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I just want to add that um, just recently, Emma and Lucy had had told um, your dad and I that mm-hmm. they were so thankful that they've been, they grew up in the church yeah, and that I it was never an option not to go. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Emma had stressed that, that, um, although she wanted to, you know, they just, they, she, she said that I made it a priority. 
and um, that we went to church and she heard the word and and was able to worship corporately. And it, it just was very encouraging for me yeah. to know that they, they appreciated that. Yeah, I love that. Well, we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, just touched on that prayer is powerful. And as believers, we know that prayer changes things. So mom, why do you believe that it's important to pray for your children in every stage of parenting? And how have you personally experienced the power in consistently praying for your children? Well, I believe that, I do believe it's very important to pray for your children in every stage of parenting because it's actually caused me to live any, leave any difficulties with parenting at Jesus's feet. Um, he provides me with wisdom and he gives his perspective on parenting my children in love. I, I have offered them up to him time and time again when I try to figure things out. And so I don't worry at times. I've experienced the, the power of consistently praying for and with my children by seeing specifically God break habits in, in my children as they've submitted those to him during our times of prayer together. And this was a way that they were actually able to see how to pray and the power of praying and mm-hmm. receiving answered prayer. We do something, um, as you know, that we call popcorn prayers, which is something that uh, happens many times in our car rides as we lift others up as they come into our discussion. And so we just um, switch off asking someone in the car to pray for someone, um, a short prayer up to God. So we call them popcorn prayers. (laughs) The girls love that. Maybe that explains why I love popcorn so much. (laughs) That just kind of came to mind. You know? <laughs> Jimmy's probably laughing back there. My <laughs> my husband, Jimmy, that she referred to earlier is our engineer here in the studio. So he's probably <laughs> laughing about this. But I loved popcorn prayers. Mm. And it's something that now even you do with us every once in a while if we're all together. Mm. And I just feel like it really taught me that you know, my prayers don't need to be eloquent or fit, you know, this cookie cutter format, but that... God cares about our simple everyday prayers and he wants us to commune with him, spend time with him all the time, no matter Mm -hmm. if we're in the Target parking lot or we're at church. He wants to be invited into our situations and and he cares about the little and the big things. Mm -hmm. You know, I also feel like it helped me to remember to pray for others as soon as they popped into my mind. Like Mm -hmm. I'll find myself even now, um, you know, telling someone, oh, I'll pray for you. And then how many times exactly. do we tell someone that? And then we forget. Yeah. But if we just do a quick popcorn prayer, God bless their day and, you know, pray a verse over them that comes mm-hmm. to mind or whatever that may be. It's just so powerful because you're able to pray so quickly in the moment, not worrying about it fitting a certain mold mm-hmm. because God cares about your heart. He cares yeah. about communing with you right where you're at. And so I feel like that's a really practical something for listeners maybe who have children to take away from it, you know, do popcorn prayers with your kids. Mm -hmm. That's great. So what are some pieces of wisdom? I know that you have so much wisdom that I just love to glean from, and I can't wait to use in my own parenting journey one day that you have for expecting parents or those who may have children in the future. Okay. Well, I would say seek his wisdom first. Um, that's where our wisdom comes from. 
So ask the Lord for wisdom in every situation you find yourself saying, I don't know what to do, Lord. <laughs> uh, because James 1.5 tells us that if you ask for wisdom, God will give it generously to all who ask without finding fault. Mm. And then uh, I would say, secondly, love your children well and love your husband first and love them all like Jesus. Mm. I love that. Jesus gave his disciples a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. Mm. And Lydia, you know, it is truly my desire to make Jesus evident to others. And as a mother, I have that opportunity to do so. Yes. Uh, the third snippet of wisdom, I would say, <laughs> um, years ago, I heard a saying, don't allow your children's sin cause you to fall into sin. And over the years, I've, I've kept this saying in the forefront of my mind, putting it into practice, not perfectly by no means, <laughs> but when I do it, it works beautifully. And I'm talking about this in relation to disciplining your children. For example, when my children were younger and they had poor behavior, I had a choice to discipline in anger and frustration or in love and with gentle instruction. And we're all familiar with Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm -hmm. And I think of this verse when disciplining my children. If we are gentle while disciplining our children, we allow them the opportunity to actually receive the truth mm -hmm. that we're trying to teach them. And in this way, they can see Jesus. And that's our goal. Mm. Oh, wow. That is some great, great pieces of wisdom. And I love that last one too. You know, I just remember so many times um, just knowing that you loved me so much as you disciplined me. And, you know, it's like when your children become, I can only imagine, you know, seeing with students, you know, which is completely different. I would never equate that to being a mom. But, you know, even seeing when when students or children I babysat, when they get exasperated or they get angry mm. and frustrated, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, you yeah, know, yeah. when... I'm angry and the child's angry, you know, that's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. But for you to have, you know, what Proverbs is talking about, that gentle answer, you know, turning away wrath. But if you just go back with the words or back with the frustration and mm -hmm. anger, then you're not going to get to a point where you're going to be able to teach your child why what they were doing was wrong because right. it's going to be blown out of, yeah. you know, blown out of proportion. And then and they carry that. Right. Because they haven't confessed it and gone through the process of, yeah. of restoration with the parent. Yeah. I think that that conversation afterwards is probably so important when it comes to discipline. Mm -hmm. For them to really get, like you said, the truth that you're trying to teach them yeah. um, through it. So I think that was a great piece of advice. Well, kind of our last question here, this is sort of a fun one and you moms out there can kind of think about this as well during this time, but what is your favorite part about being a mom? Well, I asked Emma and Lucy what they thought recently <laughs> my favorite part was without telling them what I wrote yeah. down. And it was so similar. Just a few words were different. And I would say my favorite part about being a mom 
is that I've been able to help shape their minds and their hearts and to watch them grow and mature into women of God. Um, it's so fulfilling yeah. to see you all love Jesus and uh, desire his will for your life. Mm, yeah, I love that. Well, you know, whether you're a mom, you will be a mother one day, or maybe God is using you as a mother figure to the children that he's placed in your path. You are appreciated, you are valued. And I really believe that God will continue to strengthen you each day so that you're able to live out this really special and unique calling on your life. Mom, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. It was just such a blessing and so fun. Oh, you are such a blessing to me, Lydia. <laughs> thank you for um, just being my firstborn and um, just a blessing to the entire family. Oh, thank you so much. I have the best family. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a blessing to be able to do this episode with you. It's definitely one of my favorites so far. And I knew that you would just share such truth and encouragement for moms out there, women who might one day be a mom or really just women in general um, in the way, um, just sharing encouragement for anyone who influences children. I think you had a lot a lot of truth to share. So I really, really appreciated that and enjoyed our time. Thank so. you. Again, friends, we would love for you to join us for our week, this coming week of intentional prayer over our country and communities. So May 24th through 30th, we will be doing this intentional prayer time. So make sure that you check out our social media platforms each day to join us. And we're just really expectant for the ways that God is going to move during this time of praying alongside each other as a Cultivate podcast community. So have a wonderful week and thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.